0: Hey there Purpose Warriors, welcome to the Awaken to Purpose podcast. This is Dr. Burnell from drbrunel.com, where we believe that every season in your life serves a greater purpose. If you're new to the podcast, here's what you need to know. We are a community of Purpose Warriors who believe that God's best version of ourselves is hidden on the inside of us, just waiting to be awakened as we grow in our relationship and continue to say yes to what God has called us to do in the earth. We know that God's purpose for our lives was preordained and the reason why he created us. So every other week, this podcast seeks to explore how to awaken to your purpose from a practical standpoint and become God's best version of you. And we do this by touching upon our five pillars of purpose, faith, relationship, identity, resiliency, and stewardship. If you want to know more about our five pillars of purpose, head over to my website at www.drgrunnell.com backslash podcast. So before we dive in, I need to share with you that this podcast is being brought to you by my new book, From Pain to Purpose, where I share actionable steps, biblical principles, and life lessons on how I discovered my purpose after a painful and unexpected divorce and was left to raise two children with more than a million dollars of debt zero access, and a negative network. My book is available on my website, again, at www.drbrunnell.com. Also on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or wherever books are sold. So if you want to learn more about how to release limiting beliefs, overcome financial difficulties, experience radical breakthroughs, and step courageously into your purpose, then grab your copy today. And remember, that God can use whatever unfair or unjust act, any rejection or hurtful experience and transform your pain into your purpose. So let's jump right in. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Awaken to Purpose podcast. I have a very incredible guest today. I'm so honored to have her. Her name is Deborah Lee. I've known Deborah for, I think it's been less than a year. We met in Dr. Darius Daniels' inner circle group, and I'm so delighted to have her today. So I'm just going to go ahead and turn the mic over to her and extend this welcome to her again. Welcome, Deborah.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Vanel. Yes, I am Deborah Lee. I'm a licensed professional counselor hailing from New Jersey, and I have worked in so many different sectors of society. I've worked in the educational sector, the religious sector, and the private sector. I started out in education. Mm -hmm. My story is really about my mom being what I call a momager. And so her wisdom was that I needed to be educated in the business field, that I Mm -hmm. needed secretarial skills. As a 10-year-old girl, I knew I wanted to go to college because I love learning. Never really interested in a career, just wanted to be able to take care of myself. And so I finished high school. I had these incredible skills and I was allowed to go to school in my state only. Again, my mom protecting me and guiding me. And so I decided then I'll go and teach people what I know. I'm still doing that. So I went and I really enhanced my business skills, came back into the community And first job was teen pregnancy. Mm I loved every minute of it. I knew immediately that I was drawn to the mind. I was more interested in how my girls would progress in life as it related to managing their emotions, than mental health. I always felt like the mind is the control tower. So if your Mm -hmm. mind is working, the rest of the body will work well. And so I started out teaching in a teen pregnancy program, door closed. I moved to an entirely new county in New Jersey. And Mm -hmm. it was one of those Abraham experiences where the Lord literally was pulling me away from my nine brothers and sisters. And he created a space for me in an entirely different county. I Mm -hmm. happened to know one person in that county, and that was my college roommate. So my husband and I packed up and we moved to the southern part of New Jersey, near the Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. I've been here now for over 40 years. I love it here. It was just the right timing, the right place. And I began to thrive again, going back into the classroom, teaching preteens, again, having that experience that the mind had no idea that this was a calling on my life wanting my students to be healthy mentally. I left education after two years, gave up my opportunity to be permanent in the school system. Mm -hmm. and started working in a group home, on the job training, group home for preteen and teen girls, and was trained. I remember my first day of work, we were taken to the university to sit through an interactive program where questions and challenges were thrown out to the audience. And during the break, I went to the social worker and I said, gee, I'm over my head. The only thing I could give these girls is love. And she said, that's what they needed. And Mm -hmm. so they trained me. I did that for several years. I moved from there to working in a halfway house. I worked for the Board of Social Services, training women to get off of public assistance. And so then I was able to combine what I was learning mentally about healthy emotions, Mm -hmm. along with also teaching women how to be financially stable and financially solvent, started learning how to teach parenting skills, just was all over the diaspora, so to speak, just training Mm -hmm. people how to have a fruitful life and then incorporated in that as well, that this is what God wants for us. And especially working in a halfway house with women coming from prison, coming out of houses on the street to reunite it with their children. Was just an incredible experience. Pressed my way into addiction services, served there for two years, and was grandfathered Mm. in with my second license. Everywhere, just making sure that I was able to steward the best integrity and not have my values violated. There was Mm -hmm. always another open door. Even after that door opened, watching these women reunite with their children. Then the Lord opened the door back into the school system and I went in and served as a guidance counselor. I love young people. And again, Mm -hmm. pushing them towards their calling and towards their destiny and helping them to establish the inroads into certain colleges so that they could fulfill their passions in life. Life has been good to me along the trail. My husband and I were married for 13 years and had a son in my seventh year of marriage.
2: Mm-hmm. Had
1: no plans in my life of getting married or having children. And I was blessed divinely with meeting my husband over the phone. I had a bandana mm-hmm. on my head. I had my. <laughs> I had my hair rotted for my Afro we're talking about the mid seventies. Of course. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Someone put us on the phone together because we were from the same town and we talked for two hours and he insisted that I come down to meet him. And I'm like, no, getting ready for bed. And he said, no, please come down and meet me. And I did. And it was just God's timing, his divine intervention in both of our lives. And mm-hmm. so got married right after college. We traveled quite a bit, had my son in my seventh year of marriage, and then he passed away suddenly.
2: Mm. And
1: this is what I learned. Loss locates you. You Mm. can talk about Jesus, 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 and who he is. And then when something unexpected shows up in your life, then you have to know, do I really believe him? Do I believe him only when things are good? Or do I believe things when they're challenging? The fortunate thing for me is I was anchored in Christ.
0: My Mm -hmm. son was
1: anchored in Christ at seven years old. And so we were able to continue to move on in Mm -hmm. God. And God has more than sustained us. He's blessed us. I never thought of myself as a single parent because God was my father. He was everything that I needed him to be. And so I thank God even now that he has, you know, ushered us through every situation moving forward. There were several other losses immediately within a few years. Mm -hmm. And my commitment to God, my vow to God, I said to him when my husband passed, if you get me through this, you can get me through anything. And how
0: did you get there, though, Deborah? So there's a lot of people who believe that they have their faith anchored in God until something that is so traumatic, so devastating, causes people to come almost unhinged. What was it about your relationship with God, your faith, that allowed you to be so steadfast and to have the perspective that you had at the time and still have?
1: I think it was the consistency, the consistent fellowship with God, Mm-hmm. It was never just on Sunday. It was never just on Wednesday. We served in the church. Mm-hmm. I had been familiar with watching other people go through losses. I've had the best pastors. And mm-hmm. I've said this to Pastor Daniels. He embodies them all. He has been used to put the language for me in terms of what my walk has been like consistent fellowship with God, developing that relationship with Him that intimate relationship with him. And so knowing that you've gotten to a place of trusting him, no matter what may come, that that is the hope. Now, I can't say that something else might not come up that might challenge me or level me. I can't Mm -hmm. say that. The other thing that was helpful, my son was seven. Mm -hmm. I had to. You know, as a mom, you do whatever it takes to support and keep your children safe. Mm -hmm. And so that was another thing that was very helpful on my journey, that I had this little boy that I had to make sure that he was able to get through. And so I continued serving in the church and just, you know, one of my mainstays in life, I think, is keeping instrumental worship on at night. And sometimes if I'm going through something, I put it on because I do believe it's an invitation for the angels to come into the environment and offer a level of peace that I know I need that. Mm -hmm. Now, I need a lot of God. I don't know what anybody else needs, but but I need a lot of God. I I need him all day, every day, and he helps me to do everything that I need to get done.
0: Yeah, I'm listening to that, and I'm so moved, I feel like, by what you are sharing. And I just remember, it's not the same, of course, but I, I remember when I was going through my divorce, And I felt like the only thing that kept me tethered to the world were my kids, Mm -hmm. but for my kids, it's like, you know, you kind of push through it, you press forward, you endure in a way that you don't always realize that you have the ability and the strength to even do that. And so I love just even hearing you kind of talk about it because oftentimes we'll talk about a relationship with God and sometimes relationships have, you know, challenges, But it's something that you have to continue to invest in and to cultivate and not just when things are going well, right, but or not just when things are not going well, I should say, because that's oftentimes when people reach out to God. But even during those seasons where, you know, things are you're on solid ground, there's not a lot of turmoil that's happening in your life. And it's funny that you say that because my best friend and I were just having a conversation about that recently where we were both saying, like, what is it? Like, God, what is it? And I told her, I said, I really just think that you and I just need to get back in position and lay at the feet of God. I said, that's it. I said, once we do that, we draw near to him, he draws nearest to us. And then all these things that we're thinking about will work themselves out.
1: Because he is a priority. Mm-hmm. And I can say this, because I need to say this. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. When my husband passed, I literally felt like Humpty Dumpty, like I had fallen off a wall. And God put all the pieces back together. But not only did he put the pieces back together, he put the pieces back together better. I cannot imagine, it's astounding to me even now at this point in my life, Mm -hmm. what I have been allowed to do through God in the brokenness. My life just got better because we know anything, a grain of wheat that falls to the ground and dies is going to produce, something's going to be produced out of death. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, of course, in the beginning, it's hard to really think that when it's happening because you have no idea. But my life has grown exponentially since my husband transitioned. Mm -hmm. I just believe that he got there before I got there, which is Mm -hmm. what he was used to doing. Mm-hmm. I remember taking students down to the boardwalk and learning how to play the video games, millipede and all of that stuff. And I introduced my husband to those games and anything that I introduced him to, he was better at it than I was. And it was a nice competition. Mm-hmm. I didn't to win. It just was fun. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But my life, the increase, I just believe that he left a mantle on my life because of the person that he was. So well covered, no lack because the Lord is our shepherd, there's no lack. So there was no lack in my life. I've experienced amazing things in spite of. And so I thank God for that.
0: Well, I meant first of all, that is such a word. And it's funny that you say that you felt like Humpty Dumpty, because I know I've kind of described just this idea of relationships and having a broken heart. And I felt like my heart had shattered into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. But what I love is that God put every piece back together and fortified it.
2: Yeah, and so yeah, I yeah, was yeah.
0: leaning so hard on the scripture of like, I was like, Lord, you can't lie. It's impossible yeah, for you to lie. And you said that you have come to heal the broken heart and to bind up their wounds. I was like, that Father, is. my heart is broken and it shattered. And I just remember I had this all of a sudden moment yes. of feeling like I don't feel broken hearted anymore. I feel mm-hmm. stronger. I feel better. I feel wiser. And so I think sometimes those things can produce that in you. Right. It can yeah. produce something else, but you right, it right. can really yes. produce. Those things that God really intends, that healness, being healed, and then just being whole again.
1: Oh, I yeah. love that, Boy. That's so great. So That's good. It. And, and you're really, you, oh, Lord, you're helping me with something. You know, this <laughs> just the idea of what and who I've been able to serve from that place. Oh, my God. And my life is limitless because of working through a loss and asking God, what is this for? Who will it serve? Mm-hmm. So Every door that's open, I've been able to go in with this wonderful testimony mm. of God keeping me, of his sustaining power, and that it didn't matter who I served, whether it was a woman that had just come out of the street to get her children back, or a mm-hmm. teenager trying to get into Harvard, or whatever it may have been, that I could believe because I had believed for myself and that God had come through.
0: Yeah. He didn't just sustain you, Deborah. You also talked about experiencing like this exponential growth in areas of your life, that that is a product. It's a harvest that you get from the tears that you sow, right? The trust and belief that you sow. So I just love even hearing you kind of like talk about that because I can imagine that there are people who have experienced loss and they did not have the same outcomes that you are having, that their testimony, right, is something very different. I'm like, yours helped to elevate. Other people might talk about their story in a way that is more suffocating, right? As if they've been buried underneath a whole bunch of dirt. And so just to even hear you say like how you rise again. How you were able to write how God pulled you up and pulled you out, and that He's just kind of like spread you out there so that you can help other people. Ooh, I love that.
2: Ooh,
1: ooh. So that's a cool. desire. He gives us scriptures that jump off the page, right? So, yes, Lord. Luke 22:32. <laughs> "When thou have been converted, reach back and strengthen someone else. And then the scripture that he used to wake me up in the middle of the night when I thought life was so much better already. And I knew when he woke me up and called me to ministry, I said, mm-hmm. you're getting ready to mess my life up. Mm-hmm. I thought everything <laughs> I mm-hmm. thought everything was better. Six years after the transition of my husband, I'm thinking, OK, I'm good because I'm still sane. So I'm thinking that's enough. He wakes me up. And he tells me, preach my word three times. And he gives me Hebrews 4, 16, come boldly to the throne to obtain grace and mercy in your time of need. Now that was 30 years ago or so. I'm still unpacking that scripture. I had no idea how much grace and mercy I was going to need. And I was not bold. I was shy. You didn't know I was in a room growing up. And Mm -hmm. so to come to the place Thank you, Lord. Of boldness. It's his boldness to have the same personality, but it's his boldness that even has me here tonight. Because I have no need to be known. I have a need for him to be known. So whatever I have to do for him to be known, I am willing to do it.
0: Foot soldier right here. Deborah is such a foot soldier. I love what you talked about, kind of like the scriptures coming to life. And it's so funny because I remember. And my early walk with God, and I was listening to Joyce Myers, and she was talking about how she wanted so much of God inside of her that she even tore out some pages of the Bible and she ate it. (laughs) She was just like, and I didn't understand at the time what she meant. But when you really get into the word, it's like things from God's word will jump out of the pages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm back you in the face and jump on the inside of you. Like, do you see this? Wake up. And I just felt like it was God's way of like revealing himself, showing himself and then covering like, right. That hedge of protection, just putting his arms around me to say, like, I see you. I hear you. I love you. And when you're going through challenges in your life, and when you feel like for me, anyway, it felt like, Everything was snatched up from up underneath. Yes. Oh,
1: absolutely. And,
0: and to know that the creator of the universe was like, I see you, I know you, I love you. And you're like, Really? Okay. Like you even see me even at my worst. And you say you still love me. Absolutely. You say you're never going to leave me, no matter how poorly I might behave. And so it's that unconditional, that ultimate love. Like he is an expression, he is love. And yes. so just to kind of like even hear that. And I know it might sound really crazy for some people who may not have that experience with God. I would just say, try it. Yes. Just yes. try him. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and he will meet you exactly where you are, wherever that is. So
1: I just love that little piece that you added. That was beautiful.
0: And it was powerful.
1: Thank Amen. you. And just remembering <laughs> salvation. Mm-hmm. I remembered There was a phys ed teacher in my school. She mm-hmm. was coming down the hall and I just knew she was saved. I didn't know anything about discernment or word of knowledge. And I asked her if she was saved. And she said, yes, how do you know? And I'm like, I don't know how I know this. And she mm-hmm. invited me to a home Bible fellowship. I walked in and I knew the people there had something I didn't have.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I thank God it wasn't cocaine. Oh, Jesus. Said, Hello. <laughs> I wanted whatever they had. And she said to me, we could pray with you, but somebody could change your mind when you leave here. So go home and pray. And I did. Mm -hmm. And I said to the Lord, God of the universe, reveal yourself to me and I will serve you. That was 42 years ago. And I felt like in that moment that I was jumping off the empire state building and he was going to catch me. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about him, that he will catch me. Mm -hmm. He is so committed to us. Mm -hmm. that he is so committed to his spirit on the inside of us that he's not willing to neglect his own spirit. So I just trust in that with him. I just thank God for that.
0: It's so beautiful just to hear that, kind of like what you're talking about, like this woman had something (laughs) that you knew that you wanted to have and thank God it wasn't cocaine. That's right. Um, What it was was just the light of God. So, like, right, you're drawn to his spirit, to his life. And so that's exactly what that is. I remember some people just, you know, seeming to be drawn to me. And I just told my best friend, I said, "Mm, It's not me. It's the light of God on the inside of me. I know that for a fact because without that, (laughs) nobody interested in me like that. And so, yeah, there's such a power in that just to have that draw. And it made me think about, too, just in the Bible, where When Paul was walking and then that woman who was a fortune teller, she was drawn to the God in him, to the light. And that's why she couldn't stay away. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's it. Mm That's it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, Deborah, do you have any other gems, any nuggets that you just want to share with people, especially those people who are just in a difficult season of their life and they're having a hard time trusting God, trusting that. He remembers, that he sees, that he hears, that he knows, that he has not forgotten. Do you have
1: anything that you can just add and just lift people up today? My hope is that people have support. Mm -hmm. Although I'm a therapist, it's not something that I shout out to the world that you need therapy, you need therapy. I'm always telling people to see if you can gain support somewhere within your circle. Mm -hmm. One person that hopefully you can trust, that you can share, that you know what, I'm just not in a good space. And I say, do it until you find somebody that can listen to you. So my hope, even as I journey on, is that people will reach out and be encouraged.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, the circle of friends. I've been talking to my daughter about that, how important it is to have certain types of people, strong people, My prayer for her is that God surrounds her with like-minded believers, right? People who will be there to encourage and to uplift, you know, people as she's feeling like perhaps down or all these different types of emotions that somebody who can pray for her, pray with her, give her a word from God, just those things. And so I would just add to that, yes, therapy, and then your tribe, whoever you are around, just make sure they believe And, you know, I'm not going to say believe what you believe, because I don't know people's belief systems are different, but they have an understanding of who God is and that they have a relationship with God and that they're able to intercede if you don't have a voice for yourself, the words for yourself. So I would just add that. And then one of the other things that I love to ask all of my guests, Deborah, is kind of like, what is one thing that you know about God that you wish the whole world knew?
1: (laughs) Oh, my childhood friend, right before I got saved, came to visit me and she was saved already. And she said to us, she said, listen, God cares about your little toe and that he will tear up the world just for you. And I never forgot it. And I live a life as if I'm the only one here at times and that he's going to visit me <laughs> intimately and make sure that I'm okay. So that's it. I know that he cares that much about me.
0: Amen, in the name of Jesus. Okay, so as we kind of like wrap this up, Deborah, where can people find you if they want to get in contact with you? Like,
1: how can they reach out to you? Probably the best way would be my email address, which is dcomrade, C-O-M-R-A-D-E, 50, at gmail.com.
0: Amen, amen. And if you need some therapy, right, reach out to your girl, Deborah. If you need some prayer, reach Absolutely. out to people for it. Yes, she's so good. Yes, Prayer yes. is
1: a weapon. I love praying for people. I just enjoy it because I love the praise reports. They keep okay. me going.
0: Okay, well, we're going to do something a little bit different, and w- we haven't done this before. But Deborah, then go ahead and pray us out. Close us out with prayer.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Lord. So, Father, it has been a privilege and an honor to serve you today with Dr. Vernell, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We believe that this is a moment that will reach the multitudes, O God, in the name of Jesus, not because of who we are, but because of whose we are, because we have taken the time and not considered it robbery to focus on you, O God, and to bring people in alignment with who you are, O God, to remind them that they can bring anything to you and place it at your feet, that you will hear them the first time that we have Jesus, the big brother, he's the advocate, that he will speak to you on their behalf, oh God. And we have the Holy Spirit that will bring comfort and bring information and bring awareness, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And even now, Father, we dispatch the warring angels to bring anything that's been held in captivity for anyone. And we dispatch the ministering angels to guide God and protect them and remind them, Father, to not give up hope. I pray we ask you together an agreement that manifestations that were untold before, that's something that we share tonight, will loose them from anything that's held them captive, God. Give them new eyes, a new lens, and Father, surround them with people that have the same values that they have, Father, in the name of Jesus, so that they may journey together and reap the goodness of the Lord in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you for it. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Deborah, for that awesome prayer and for being a guest on the podcast. I'm truly honored again just to have you as a guest. And I can't wait to see everything else that God will continue to do for you in your life and in the lives of others. So thank you
1: again. Thank you for having me. And I pray for you often. It's so good to see you.
0: Amen. Beyond my book, if you're interested in learning more about how to become God's best version of yourself by awakening to your purpose, consider enrolling in my online course, which you'll find on my website again, which is www.drbrunel.com because God's love for you and the reason why he created you is greater than you will ever know. And guess what? He wants you to succeed in carrying out your purpose.